Hey everybody, welcome to Signals from the Frontline, every Wednesday live cast brought to you by FrontlineGaming.org where you can get your tabletop Ooh. gaming goodies all the days of the week, boom, bing, boom. You should change it up to like FrontlineGaming.com. Dot com. Slash biz. Slash biz. No, it's dot biz dot org dot edu. <laughs> Frontline Gaming. We actually what? own almost every... <laughs> it's FrontlineGaming.org. I don't think we own edu. I don't think you can own edu, but we have dot org dot biz. But dot we do own FrontlineGaming.gov. Dot gov. What? That's because we secretly run the that, gaming Illuminati, yeah, so... That's how we get the mats. That was how why they gave us dot gov. The, yeah. Actually, at the time, President Obama was like, you earned it. Here you go. He's like, you're welcome. .gov. I don't know about you guys, but I get calls from the United States all the time. Oh, yeah. Call President IDs, Trump like, asked my opinion on things left and right. He's like, when I'm playing Tau, I'm like, let me stop you there, Press. Cool. Don't play stop Tau. Stop playing Tau. <laughs> all right. My name is Reese, and this is Frankie, and we are here to talk uh, about um, all same. kinds of stuff going on in the Games Workshop hobby. So let's go ahead and jump in and get going because there's a lot to cover. Uh, like last week, there's been an absolute deluge of information. Whoa, deluge. Yay. Look it up. Yay, a cornucopia Ooh. of information. A plethora? A plethora, one might say. Uh, so this week's pre-order is Psychic Awakening Pariah. It is the final installment in the thrilling Psychic Awakening story. Wow. Frankie, name one thing that's happened in Psychic Awakening. Uh, the Necrons came and conquered. Boom. You heard it here first. Oh, yeah. sorry. That's a spoiler for the new book, guys. Spoiler, spoiler. I actually don't really know what happened in the story of Psychic Awakening. I'm gonna I be, saw the video. I'm going to be real. The video looked cool. I imagine that someone the woke kid? up and was a psyker. Or did they awake and they were already a psyker? Or they awoken to their psychic abilities. Or they woke up their buddy who is a psyker. Okay, bro. It's time to get up. They woke up the Wake psyker. up. Wake up. Get up. <laughs> it's like the Bone Thug song. It's the first of the month. It is the first of the month. It's true. See? Boom. There, Psychic. We just unraveled the mystery. Bone Thugs, Psychic Awakening. Amazing. So, uh, yeah, lots of things happening in the Psychic Awakening saga, and they're going to wrap it up in this one, so make sure to tune in. Do you think it's about that. Necrons? I think so. All right. I think so. Safe bet. But uh, there's all kinds of other fun stuff in this pre-order. Um there's the Demonifuge. Uh, uh, it's an old comic that yeah. they, they colorized it, put it into one book. That's going to be really cool. There's also the uh, Illuminor Caesaris, one of the most amazing models I've ever seen GW put out. The, the new Inquisitor. So if you want to pick those up, you can do so from us in our web card, store.frontlinegaming.org. At a discount, we have free shipping options within the continental United States. Check it out. Don't be a square. And you get rewards. Oh, yeah. You get yeah. points for every purchase. Yep. Yeah. It's like you're making money at that point. Yeah, so make sure to join up for our customer loyalty program where you get points every time you buy stuff. Yep. And you can uh, turn around and use those as um, for all kinds of benefits in our web card. Oh, yeah. So check it out. All you have to do is sign up with your email and your uh, phone number, right? Phone number, yep. yep. That's it. So if you already buy stuff from us, there's no reason not to. You'll save money in the future. So check that out. And then next week's pre-order is going whoa. to be – this kind of came out of nowhere, but uh, it's, it's a curveball, cool. Reese. It is. It is. I feel like it's uh, uh, shooting from the hip. Shooting from the hip. What was that awesome baseball movie from the 90s? Oh, Which one? With Wild Major Thing? League? Major League, dude. I, <laughs> love, I love that movie. It was incredible. Wild Thing. <laughs> and then they made him wear glasses and he could finally throw yeah. straight. It's, it's great. It's great. Such a good movie. If you haven't watched it, go watch Major League. Charlie Sheen at his best, yes. I think. 
Um, but the General's Handbook 2020 is coming up for pre-order uh, this coming weekend. There's some other fun stuff too, but that's a big deal for uh, Age of Sigmar. It updates uh, missions, rules, points, all kinds of fun stuff. So um, give that a look if you're into the Age of Sigmar. On the home front, we have a Whoa. brand new FLG mat. This one is called Terra Violet. Ooh. Mariana, very descriptive. Mar- Mariana named it. She's very proud of that name. I like it. It's and better than my purple world. That's what that I was, was calling what it. That's what you wanted to call it. You're the worst. <laughs> what are you talking about? That's a strong name. Purple world. Yeah. The yeah. last one you called Xenos world. That's all right. That's, that's it. <laughs> it's like the same family, same realm. You know, it's all good. Yeah. Maybe well, they're in the same solar system. You don't know. <laughs> Maybe you're right. You got me. Oh, that's very descriptive. I was surprised Mariana didn't call it Tierra Ooh. Violet. But I guess Tara works. Or like Pretty World. That would have been good. Yeah. She likes to get really fancy with the name. She does. I do. It's better than Purple World. (laughs) Hey. (laughs) I know, Mariana. I know. It means Purple World. (laughs) Thank you, though. I appreciate it. She she put a little spin on it. So if anybody wants to pick up Tara Violet. Oh, Barney. uh, Dang, that would have been a good one. What? Barney. Just call it Barney? Yeah. Oh, like the dinosaur. Like the dinosaur. Come on. Barney World. Yeah. My little sister. He's like, I love you. You <laughs> love me. We're a happy family. No. no. So my little sister loved yeah. Barney. And whenever I would have to watch her after school, it was like Barney all <laughs> the time. Jumping around. Oh, you're like, no. So that, like, that stupid song is like drilled into my mind oh, yeah. from when I was a kid. Anyways, she loved Barney and uh, Terra Violet and um, uh, Power Rangers. Oh, Power Rangers are the best, dude. Well, I'm ten years older than her, so like I was old. You didn't enough like the Power Rangers at that age? Stupid, get out of here! You I was like it. 16. I was like, this is awful. Please no, you turn loved this it. Off. You loved it. Everybody loved Power Rangers. Uh, but uh, Terra Violet, the new FLG mat, available in a wide variety of sizes, is available at 25 percent off. Oh. Normally, we do 20 percent off, but Mariana threw us a curveball. And did it for 25% off. So it's the Mariana special. There you go. 25% off during the release period. Jump first. on in there and grab one. Back to the Power Rangers, though. Have you seen it recently? Is they, it good? No, no, no. But oh, I don't know. <laughs> no, I haven't, no, no, I haven't no. watched it. But anyways, they keep bringing back like cameos of like the old Power Rangers. And it's really funny because they're super out of shape. <laughs> Wait, no, like now? Like a day? Yeah, like now. So they're like in their 40s yeah. now. Exactly. It's great. If not, if not, even like their fifties. Oh, it's so good. Dude, the I saw one like Power Ranger thing where they turn into trains. Ooh. And it was the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Like their special attacks were like when like the sign comes up for the train, it's like ding 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 ding. He's like and then he like punches and like a train flies out. I was like, Oh, it's amazing. They've run out of ideas. Oh, I think it's great. That was, it was like, always when, really funny though, because they'd like fight like on foot first. Then they call their Zords or yeah. whatever they're called. And then they would turn into the big Zord. And you're like, just and then eventually the they'd be like, oh, we need our sword. And yeah. you're like, what? Oh my God. It's the Voltron yeah. uh, method. It only works for little kids. But it's like a staircase. It's like, just, you're like, just, just, just go all the way to the end. Just pull just out it. Blazing Sword and cut him in. Like <laughs> yeah. you can get home for dinner. Like why do you have to go through the whole process? Uh, I like that. This cast has gone off the rails because you were talking about trains. Ha. Boom. Ha. Ha. Or he actually uh, meant that it's going off the rails because Tomodachi you know. Express has a name that sounds like a train. Uh, you, that joke was worthy of Frankie and I. There you go. 
<laughs> All right, let's move on. All right. Oh, sneak preview. Uh, the salty banana said he wants to come on and do a cameo Uh-oh. at some point. Oh, nobody missed him, but he's coming. Back. <laughs> <laughs> uh. All right. So let's talk about what you all are actually interested in. Ninth edition 40K. All right. So there's a lot. Uh, <laughs> as, a couple things. As of last week, there's been just a ton of information. So we're going to jump in and um, kind of give it a, a, a glance over and take a look at from, you know, kind of big picture uh, at all the information that we've gotten since the last podcast. Uh, so GW has been kind of like letting it out in little bits and pieces in the faction focus, focus articles. So I, instead of organizing them by article, I just kind of grouped them up by rules. Um, first of all, we had uh, the rule in the Orc article that talked, I believe it was the Orc article, no, it was the Tau one, that talked about uh, modifiers to hit. So it's a long, it's a wordy rule to try and be clear. What it means is that you can never have a, a better than a plus or minus one to hit. Easy. Very simple. Very simple. So one of the biggest complaints of 8th edition was getting, you know, minus three to hit. And then you literally couldn't even shoot somebody. It was very, it was silly. So I'm glad that that's gone. Uh, and then the pluses to hit weren't as meaningful, but... You know, for like guard or anybody's BS four or worse, it was meaningful. Um, yeah. it, it just it, it's sensible. It just makes it yeah. so that you can only ever be plus minus one. I mean, it came into play a lot with the minuses they hit. Yeah. So that's when you would stack them up. But yeah. you had flyers that were like unshootable, which is just stupid. Yeah, right? which you they still all stack, but it can only ever be plus or minus one. Right. So then, like the cumulative negatives will offset someone's bonus to hit. Yeah. So, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, I mean, that's a good change. It's a, it's a really good change. What am I, I don't mean to be flipping about it. Um, yeah. Then they showed another one also in the Tau article. It was Desperate Breakout. This one is um, this is a really impactful strategy. I think we talked about it a little bit last time. Yeah, I think we talked about it last time. But So we'll, we'll, we'll breeze over it a bit. But basically for 2 CP, you can leave combat even if you move through an enemy unit. Yep. It's a really big deal. And we'll talk about it more in the coherency section because that's a big change. But... Essentially, what it does, um, it makes it really hard to hold people into combat. It makes it really difficult. Yeah, so um, you, you leave combat, you can lose your guys on a one. You roll for yeah. every guy that's leaving combat on a one, they die. Um, and then anybody that ends their move in engagement dies as well. Yeah, so. yeah, it's a, it's a, a really meaningful strategy. Now, <clears throat> that's the pro. The con is in ninth edition, depending on the army that you play, but for most players, you're going to find that you have less CP than you're used to. Yeah. And so you're not going to use this all the time. You're only going to use it when it's really meaningful. Um, but it, it's a big deal. It's a, it's, a, it's a big change. Like one of the core strategies of 8th edition was to wrap people in combat and hold them in place. That's way harder to do Yeah. now. Uh, so then another a funny one, the greater good. There's been so many funny memes, unfortunately, often with me in them. About <laughs> well, you're the savior of the town now, Reese. Apparently. <laughs> no i think instead of being public enemy of the town number one i've been downgraded to like public enemy of everybody else like, i think oh. just a general nuisance to the town community or something like that there you go uh but basically they can still overwatch like they did i don't i think I'm, i don't even care fuel the fuel the conspiracy fire Ooh. i think this was too much i don't think Tao should have just been able to overwatch like normal because it's the most it's one of the most annoying things in the game is Tao overwatch and it's but I mean, you know, they, they kind of need it to function. Like I, I, I'm, I will, I will say that. Um, 
I just yeah. when no one else really overwatches, but then they can do it with multiple units. It's like, yeah, I mean, that was a bridge too far. They're terrible in close combat, so I can see it. But well, now it's harder to now the fly keyword doesn't do what it used to. Yeah. So now they can't just pop out of combat and shoot. Yeah. So I mean, I, I see it kind of, but it's I don't know. It's it's a lot, it, <laughs> and it's, it's one of the it's one of the things that's really not fun. We've talked about it before. Yeah. It's just. And like the worst is when you declare a charge, you take the overwatch and you fail the charge. Yeah. It should just be like, if you take the tower overwatch, you automatically make the charge no matter how far away. Or if every model <laughs> that's like, killed, you get plus one inch or something. Yeah, something. But. So yeah, I mean, and I, even tau players agree that tau overwatch is stupid. Like every tau player that I, well, not every, most of them that I talk to would gladly give that up and get jump, shoot, jump again. Yeah. And I would say, yeah, all the way, man. Make Tau mobile and not just this boring static gun line where they just sit there, you're barely killing drones, yeah. and then you barely get there, and then you you get barely get through Overwatch, and then you punch somebody, and then they just leave combat and shoot you again. At least now it's not quite as annoying because um, now when they leave combat, even if they have the fly keyword, it doesn't work as well. Yeah. Right? Like. Yeah, um, I mean, it's, it's a completely different game, so we'll see how yeah. it plays out. But, um, Allow yeah, me my rant. The same thing. They Francis. still have Tau Overwatch. <laughs> yeah. I think that uh, there, there could have been a middle ground there. But uh, if you are a Tau player... Don't hey, worry. No, yeah. I remember dry, dry those eyes because yeah. it, it's not nearly as bad as it looked at first. Well, at first, the Tau players were really upset. And for, rightfully so. I, I well, remember, like, oh, then, we're taking away your main rule. You're like, uh... <laughs> back then, we were like, just wait. Yeah. Just wait. Yeah. yeah just wait. It's fine. It's coming. Uh, but they still did. They still did... Uh, Overall, it's still like a quote-unquote nerf. It's a different game, like you said, so it's, it's yeah. a different context. But like Brian said in his article, he's like, you really rely on that stratagem to get out of combat or you have to screen really effectively because you can't just leave combat and do what you did before. Yeah, It doesn't work like that anymore. So um, it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see yep. um, how it works out for them. Uh, another rule that we saw in the Dark Eldar uh, or the Jukari Faction Focus article we got a, a rule about aircraft engagement range. It's a long rule. I'm not going to read it. Basically, it's <laughs> our current rule for aircraft plus the FAQ, meaning you can move over their base. You can be within an inch of the base. Um, it's You basically like ignore them for moving for the most part. They can still screen you because you have to get over the base. Yeah. But it's not as – it's harder to do than it was. And screening ground troops with an aircraft is the stupidest thing ever anyway. But with the physical property of the model, it's really difficult to get around it. Um, so they did, you know, GW is doing their best, the best they can. Yeah. Given the 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 reality of the physical model, like the only thing you could do is really let people stand on the base of the, of the aircraft, and that causes a million problems. So I think uh, you should be able to stand on the aircraft. You should be able to just knock it out of the way. They yeah, have to hold. Just it. put it your guys on, on top of it. It should be like a puppet thing where they're like. You have them on little strings with the little things that you hold in your hands. <laughs> so I thought, honestly, like on like an aircraft rule, I thought drop zone commander did a really good job yeah, of it back in the day. Yeah. Um, the downside is there's no real point to have like a model at that point, but they would just fly on and off the table in the same turn. And it, so the only downside is turn. then you don't need the model. Exactly. And then Games Workshop yeah. is a company that sells models. So that doesn't really jive. Yeah. Except for right. it looks cool. It does. You're like, wee, pew, 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 pew. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I, I think given, you know, the limitations that you have to work within, I think that this rule does it as well as it can be done. Yeah. So okay. you can still annoyingly move block to an extent Ish. with flyers, but it's not as easy to do. And eh, it's compromise. Yeah. 
So I, I like the rule. I think it's better than what we had uh, by quite a bit. All right, then we got a bunch of information about detachments. This is really cool. Been waiting to see this. So this is giving you kind of a more of an idea of the way it works. Like the patrol detachment costs two CP, and then it gives you all the options that it gets you. Um, one of the things to note, we've already seen it, but just to reiterate, um, if your uh, warlord is in most detachments, they don't cost anything. Yeah, they give you, they refund you your two CP that you spent, or whatever amount of CP that you're spending. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and then in the Drakari article, they talk about rating force, how that rule is way cooler now than it was in 8th edition. So basically, um, if you take a rating force with three patrol detachments and your warlord is in one of them, which you ha obviously is, pretty much has to be, um, it doesn't cost you any CP. So you still start with the same amount of CP everybody else does, but you have three detachments and, you know, one's a, a witch cult, one's a homunculus coven, and one's a cabal. Yep. Very cool, very true to the lore. Uh, and now it's a really, really useful. It lets, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it lets them play completely differently than everybody else, which is neat. Yeah. I remember when this, when the rule first got released in 8th, everybody was like, what? The Jakari community was so mad. Because <laughs> yeah. it didn't really fit into like the tournament play. You're like, oh. Everybody was like so upset. You're like, you don't even gain as many CP as you're losing. Like, <laughs> yeah. But now it makes sense. Now right? it makes total sense. Yeah. So that's really cool. And then yep. we got to see the super heavy detachments. It costs 3 CP or 6 CP, depending on how it's um, built. So basically, knights are going to... If you take a knight army, you're starting with less CP, but that's the way it already was in 8th edition as well. Um, if I remember correctly, starting with 6 was kind of like the same or pretty close to the same? No, because you... A lot of... Well, if you're pure knights. If you're pure yeah, knights. If you're pure knights, yeah. sure, yeah. But most knight players would, of course, bring in the trusty 32 and get well, all the extra cp so. now you wouldn't do that because it's a detriment but exactly like, but, like if you were playing yeah. pure knights then you got six right for all uh, having three knights i think so i can't and then remember. you got uh, yeah i'm getting the additions mixed up in my head now um <laughs> but i think you actually get more cp because over the course of the game and now we're seeing that the game is shorter um that's been uh revealed through all the social media um if you play book missions so you're gonna net more cp over the course of the game yeah so it is a little bit better for a knight player yeah, if you're playing pure knights. Yeah, you got six from the detachment and then three for being Battleforged. So. Right, so you would have nine and now you can have 11. So it's better-ish. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then if you take just a super heavy detachment by itself, it costs three CP and you get one Lord of War. Um, so whether that's worth it or not, it's up to the individual player. So instead of starting with 12 CP, you start with nine, but you get a knight. Boom. You right now you're playing uh, kind of a knight army. Yeah. How does this impact you? Uh, well, I don't take three super heavies, so my list I wouldn't be able to do my list. Well, like in chat, they're saying in the Chaos Knight uh, post in the Faction Focus article, they confirm if your warlord is in there, you get some of the points back. That's cool. Yeah. But yeah, I would I would have to take another knight, which I could possibly do. I'd have to drop a couple things. Um, um, in chat, can what, can yeah. you guys rewrite the rule? Because I don't remember exactly what it was. If you guys, if you wouldn't mind, uh, or is it in the Supreme Command Detachment? Let's read that. Uh, you can take. Oh no, that's completely different. Yeah, I'm going off the rails here. I'm losing my mind. My brains have been sucked into my beard. <laughs> we'll wait for the chat to update us. But um, yeah, I'm curious because in the Super Heavy Detachment, if you take. Uh, if you only spend three command points, then you cannot include any Titanic units in this attachment. All units must be 
So then you could have like armatures. Yeah. Um, but if you take, um, if you spend six CP, then you can have um, Titanic. More. So in the chat, they're saying you get three CP refunded if your warlord is a Lord of War choice and you get six CP back if he's also Titanic. Oh, okay. Amazing. Oh, there you go. That's cool. Yeah, I forgot about that. That's super cool. I can't, like, this is the hardest part for us because we're trying to remember two editions and also what we're not supposed to say. Bridge the gap. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it hurts my brain. So equations <laughs> are flying across my vision. <laughs> so thank you, but chat. Everybody should like the Supreme Command attachment. It's pretty cool. So then, yeah, you can get a ton of CP. There you go, Frankie. Boom. Problem solved. Jackpot. Jackpot. <laughs> All right, so then we looked at the, they revealed the Supreme Command attachment in the, I think today, the Thousand Suns Faction Focus article. And um, the detachment can only include one Primarch, Demon Primarch, or Supreme Commander. The Supreme, Supreme Commander is kind of new. Dun, dun, um, and dun. they have to be your Warlord. Yep. So Which the, makes sense. Right. Yeah. yeah, like if you take G-Man and then there's some like random smash captain as your Warlord that doesn't, from a lore <laughs> He's ordering G-Man around. He's like, he's you like, over up. there. He's like, he's oh. Like, I just got this jump pack and this Thunder Hammer and I'm in charge, buddy. He's like, all right. And G-Man's like, you know what? I can't argue with that. Yeah. I've been around for 10,000. It's like, I have the Emperor's years. sword, but <laughs> I guess it doesn't matter. You see this? Yeah. He's like, this is, I'm Smash Captain, bro. He's like, fair. Get with the times. Fair. All right. So, uh, Supreme Command Attachment has to be a Warlord, which makes sense. If you're taking Mortarian or uh, uh, Magnus, Magnus or, or a Supreme Commander. Ooh, ooh who's that? Ooh. It's a little Archon just running around. That's who that is. So this is a lot of people were like, how do I take G-Man? How do I take Maggie or, or, or Morty? Well, this is how you, you do it. Zero CP. And the cool thing is, is that um, if you have a, a brigade of Italian or what is the other one? Patrol detachment. Yep. You get the CP back for um, what you paid for them. So basically you get this detachment for free, right? Like if, if you, you get extra as well, don't you? No, like a battalion. Or is it the exact? Oh, so well, it's a refund. Yeah. We don't know yet. Yeah, I guess we we'll have to get. We we'll have to wait and see. But um, yeah, you basically get the cost back. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess we do know. Yeah, the patrol detachment. They've shown off some of those. Um, which is really cool, right? <laughs> so like a lot of people are asking, oh, if you take G-Man, do you get six? I'm like, yeah, you get six, but if you also take a battalion, you're spending a certain amount. Yeah. So then it's usually a wash, right? Basically, you get uh you get the Supreme Command attachment at no cost, essentially. So pretty cool. Pretty sweet. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and it costs zero CP itself. So very, very cool. Um, it allows you to put in the big guy into whatever kind of army you want, and it doesn't really cost any, well, almost any kind of army you want. Yeah. And you get it basically for free. So that's pretty fun. In the chat. Tell us who's Supreme Classic Old Screen Army. Are. Have a captain promote him to the Chapter Master while Calgar is still alive and then add Gimmin in for extra fluff. Classic. <laughs> Classic. I like it. Yep. Uh, tell us who Supreme Commanders are, please. We can't do that. These lips are yeah. sealed. It's an ethereal. <clears throat> Told you. Uh, you all could probably guess. I mean, ima use your imagination. Who, who sounds like Commander? for each faction, right? Like you could probably guess. The Emperor. He's back. You heard it here first. New model coming. Um, yeah, just I mean, think about each faction and think about who would fit that title, and you could probably guess um, who it is. It's not, it's not Rocket Theater. It could be. <laughs> All right. We also got to see some cool stuff about how the new missions work. So um, one of the biggest, most exciting things about Ninth is the, the new missions. 
And uh, they've been kind of slowly showing us how some of them work. And then they've already revealed that there's different parts of it. They're very similar to like, uh, if you played ITC or Nova or uh, missions like that, then they're going to be pretty familiar to you. So one of the objectives, and this one is a progressive and in-game objective, it's called Raise the Banners High. It's an action, and they explain what these are. One or more infantry units from your army can start to perform this action at the end of your movement phase. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Basically, you get points for you know raising the banner, and it's uh, something that you do. It's taking an action, performing an action. And they go on to explain what this is. Basically, a unit Jeez. can... I'm not going to read the whole thing. <laughs> it's a novella. No, what it verbatim reads, go. No. Word for word. Negatory. I can't read. I read it to me. So basically, instead of doing something else, a unit can perform an action, and that's fulfilling a mission goal. Um, to put it into context, it's a little bit easier to understand. Like Engineers is a perfect example of, a, in, the of, ITC, yes. of an, in the ITC. If you played those missions, if you were engineering something, or if you're a sapper, um, you are doing something to, to get points in the mission. Boom. Boom. Did it. Uh, they also talk about in the article today with uh, Thousand Sons, they talk about psychic actions. Ooh. So obviously you don't pick this one if you don't have a psyker. Someone was like, my towel can't do take this. this one. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. You're not going to pick this one. Um, but they give you one of the cool progressive objectives, mental interrogation. Score three victory points each time you successfully complete the following psychic action. Mental interrogation, warp charge four. One psychic character from your army can attempt to perform this psychic action in your psychic phase, if it is within 18 inches of an enemy character. So it's kind of cool. It's Boom. like, it's like Tigerius is like, give me your secrets. And you know, Chaos Lord is like, no, oh, you got them. Points in your face. Points, Chaos. And then you can do it. Um, it's a progressive objective, so you can do it multiple times. Yeah. So that's cool. It's very flavorful. It's characterful. I like it. Cool. That one's pretty easy to get. <laughs> it's like the old Maelstrom cards. Yeah. Do this action, gain points. Yeah, yeah. cool. Yeah, it's a, that's a good way to say it. It's like if you took elements of Maelstrom and mixed them into the ITC slash Nova kind of stew. Yep. Yeah. 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 Got Make it. a casserole. Out of a stew? You could. God, what do you do when somebody gives you lemons? I make, uh, I get some vodka <laughs> and then I have a party. All right. Frankie. There you go. 2020 has been teaching us to do that all year. <laughs> a lot of lemonade in the year of 2020. Yeah. Uh, so that's cool and it's fun. And um, engineers and sappers were really, really popular missions. So I think it's really cool to see that expanded upon. So there's all kinds of fun things that that aren't the classic problem that we've, if you've listened to this podcast, you've heard us talk about this problem in mission design for a decade, basically. But in, in, in normal uh, miniatures games, it, it boils down to stand somewhere, destroy an enemy unit. That was it. So this introduces a third option, and it's really fun. And there's a lot of room for uh, game development yeah. uh, design that you can do in that space. I think it's really cool. Often it still is standing somewhere. You're still doing the same <laughs> thing. Rolling but dice, but whatever. If you, involve, or if you include like the actions that you can do, like psychic phase, command phase, all that stuff, like, yeah. then yeah. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. So uh, in chat, they're talking about, you know, uh, rem remember to read the rule in context. Ooh. Um, a psychic action may not be the exact same thing as, as casting a psychic power. Yeah. So bear that in mind, chat. All right. Now let's talk about the big change. This is the one that we've been kind of, Boom. I guess, 
sort of hinting at, like indirectly, just basically saying, we kept saying that there was one really big uh, rule change that uh, hadn't been revealed yet. Well, this is it. Uh, and I think that this is either the biggest change in the game or the second biggest change in the game, uh, vying with the way that you make your army. Because the way you make your army is basically the opposite of the way it worked in 8th and in, in ninth, And um, that's such a big change because it totally changes the way you write your list. It changes the way what units you're going to bring. Um, so that one might be the biggest change. If it's not, this is it. Yeah. Uh, and this is a change to unit coherency. A lot of people online initially, the, the reaction to it was really understated. They <laughs> didn't understand. I was like, no, this is a fundamental change. Yeah. to the way the game plays and you really won't you won't understand how big of a change this is until you play and then when you play the game and you realize that all the things that you don't even think about that you did in eighth don't work anymore like you will not have conga lines of models all over the table screening is way harder to do um it it, it fundamentally changes the way the game plays yeah uh, and I just want to quell this now. I, I was saying it on um, I, I, Monday. I, it was Monday when this came out, I think. Everyone's like, oh, you just you just put two little clumps at the end of the um, at the end of a conga line. Ha <laughs> ha, nothing changes. And I was like, no, go back and read it because that's not that's def- you 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 can do you that. You can do that, yeah. But as soon as you lose one model, the unit evaporates. Yeah, unless you have big clumps on the ends or something like that. But still, once you start losing enough models, you'll start to lose a lot more. <laughs> yeah. So the um, yeah. well, let's start at the top. We're kind of getting ahead of, or I'm getting ahead of myself. So what is the change? Now the change is instead of having to be within one inch or two inches of one model, you have to be within two inches of two models until you get to five or less models. Yeah. Right. So it's totally different than the way it used to be. Um, and it, it makes a huge difference in the way the game plays. So w- what this means in practice, in eighth edition, you had strings of models that went all over the table uh, we called it the octopus effect or the, the spoken hub, um, the tendrils. And it frankly looks stupid, right? Like I, I didn't like it from the very beginning of 8th edition. I did it, of course, because it was effective, but it looks silly, right? Like you had models that were just strings of models all over the table. Um, and the game developers wanted them to look more like cohesive um, units. Yeah. So that's why we are seeing this. And it's a lot more like Age of Sigmar, um, the way that it works in practice. So really in, in playtesting, what you end up seeing is units in, in a double row formation or in just a clump. So they look like units. Everyone's much closer together. Uh, so what, what people are talking about is doing the bolo formation or the, the bow tie formation where you have a conga line and then you put two models at the end instead of just one. That does work until you lose a single model and then because of the um, unit coherency check rule, you'll start pulling models one at a time until you're back in coherency, which usually means you go back down to five. Yep. So it does, in effect, it doesn't work. You only ever do this if the unit doing it, if you're willing to sacrifice the unit to block, or if it's the bottom of the last turn and you're trying to you know, get objectives, or if you're out of line of sight and you can't get killed. Yep. Otherwise, you're never going to do it because you're just wasting the unit, right? Yeah, exactly. You're just going to lose too many guys. It's not worth yeah. it. Yeah, it doesn't work, right? <laughs> so if you have a unit that's exposed to, to danger and you don't want them to just evaporate, you're going to put them in a, a clump and like a little, I don't know, a little ball, basically, or you're going to put them in a row of two. Uh, and then there's little, you know, fiddly things you can do with, 
angling them and all this silly stuff. But in reality, when you're playing the game, you're, you're, that's just the way it's going to be most of the time. Yeah. I could see a scenario where like you're defending, you know, someone's deep strikers are coming in and you're like, I'm going to lose the unit anyway. And the morale phase is at the end of the phase. So I'm just going to sacrifice the unit and go full bow tie maneuver or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, but you know, big units in general aren't really, in, aren't going to be that prevalent in the game anymore, in my opinion. So. Yep. So we'll see. We'll see. So uh, what the new unit coherency is specifically, you have to be within uh, two inches horizontally, and this is a really good change, five inches vertically of uh, two other models in your unit. If you're six or more. Right. And then the unit coherency check in a nutshell is remove models from your unit, from units in your army that are not in unit coherency. Once all out of coherency models have been removed, uh, the morale phase ends, the player's turn ends unless oh, blah, 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 that part doesn't matter. Um, so that's the other part of it too, is you have a, if you have models in like a line, you can't pull them from the middle and then leave like two little clumps out of uh, unit coherency. That's straight out of Age of Sigmar. So the units are going to be closer together, they're going to look like units. Um, and one of the, the, one of the knockdown effects of this rule, there, there's so many, right? Uh, uh, wrapping things in combat, like tri-pointing units is like really difficult to do. Now, you can, it's still possible to do, but it's way harder to do and then of course with the strategy to let you leave combat it's even more challenging to do yeah um so a lot of the core tactics of eighth edition do not work in ninth edition that's why we've, we've been saying at first glance it doesn't look like it's a big change but when you play the game it's totally different yep right screening is way harder to do now like think about those little things you did with my guard i would take a unit of 30 conscripts and they would stand in front of my whole army and I'd pull them in really weird, funky ways, knowing I could just go back into coherency. Can't do that anymore. Um, so getting into combat is a lot easier now for melee units because screening is really difficult and overwatch is basically gone. So getting into combat is easy. It's reliable. It's, you can get into the, the backfield. It's easier to get to important units, but it's way harder to keep them in combat. Yep. So melee units tend to go in hit, and then die. So what we've seen is that melee units that are effective are usually small. They usually uh, hit really hard, and they're either really durable or they're expendable. Like a five-man unit of berserkers or like a big unit of like plague marines. Yep. Assault centurions uh, will still be fine. Um, yeah. You know, units it's, like that. It's just going to play a lot different. Like um, like we've been saying the whole time, it's just a, it's a different game. So yeah. you just got to be ready for it and adapt. Um, but yeah, the coherency rules are a huge change. So Yeah, it's, it's, it's really different because it's hard to conceptualize it until you put models on the table and then all the things that you're used to doing don't work anymore. Yeah. Not, not all of them, but a lot of them. Now, to make a big melee unit work and actually wrap things up, you have to be really good at the game. Like, it's not like, oh, I'm tri-pointing you. Like, it, it's a challenge to actually get it to work. Yeah. Um, and then they showed off another, a new core stratagem, emergency disembarkation. And this is just further hammering the point that the game devs for ninth edition don't want you to get just like stuck or tied up or, um, it's very similar to, uh, the one that lets you leave combat. This one, if you surround a transport, you can still get out for one CP with a six inch disembarkation. If you can like jump over the surrounding unit. Yep. So clearly the game devs didn't want you to be able to just, ow hold things down easily or auto kill a unit, even though those are like 
core tactics of high level play. Yeah. Yeah. So. I like it though. I think it's a nice change. Getting your vehicle surrounded and your guys die inside was always really annoying. <laughs> it's hard to do. And now with the yeah. new coherency rules, it's even harder to do. Yeah. So it's like, did you really need this? If someone actually manages to pull that off, I feel like they earned it, but yeah. you know, Hey, the good old days when your vehicle used to die and you just went right where the vehicle was. Yeah. Or when yeah. the vehicle stayed on the table unless it exploded. Yeah. I actually liked that. I thought it was cool. Yeah, because you could hide behind Gave it. Gave you cover. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's answer some questions in chat because I'm sure they are going to have some. Uh, I hate it when the name is in blue. It makes it so hard to read. Hexfleet Virilis Chaos Blog says, not sure why they changed the game so dramatically when 8th was ultra popular. And they just want to mix things up and they feel like they're refining it. They feel like they're uh, fixing fixing things that people were saying they didn't like. Uh, that's what a lot of this is in response to. Uh, maybe they felt like 8th wasn't in alignment with their vision for the way the game plays. Yeah. So. Uh, Business Trout says uh, the vehicles are still in play uh, in Horus Heresy. So there you go. Well, if you like 7th Ed, yeah. you'll play Horus Heresy. Yep. 30K is actually a lot of fun. What I've been told, I haven't played it. Yeah. Um, and when it's Marines on Marines, it's pretty easy to balance. Although hilariously, I don't know if this is still true, but I was told... Hilariously, the most OP armies in 30K are the two non-Space Marine armies. <laughs> or two of the, it's Custodes and uh, Demons, I was told, are just, they run roughshod over everybody. That's so funny. That's, it, that's really funny. All the Marines are like, yeah, oh. <laughs> All right, there's a lot of questions coming in. Um, Akimoto Okado, I don't think they've addressed how close you have to be to objectives, so we can't answer that one yet. Yep. Uh the new terrain rules make all the other changes worth it. Says axis of entry. Yeah, overall, ninth is an improvement. Yeah, like it's faster. I think everybody's seeing now why it's so much faster. And a lot of the things, a lot of the things you think your units should do, they do. Like your melee units are going to get into combat. Your uh, your mortars and your big you know blast things are going to blow up infantry. Um, you know your vehicles are still going to shoot even things touch them. Like there's been a push for the units to do more what they kind of are reflected to do in the, in the lore. Yeah. Like if you take Guillemin or if you take a Supreme commander, Hey, guess what? They are the Supreme commander. They have to be your warlord, which is all more true to the lore. Yeah. From a game perspective, it gives you less options, which is frustrating for the, the gamer, but from a representation of their lore, it's obviously it's much more accurate. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, it just, it makes sense, right? Yeah. Uh, Matt Leprechaun says all the changes look good. Yeah, that's that's nice. great. Um, what has the Supreme Commander keyword, Bugman? Well, you're going to have to wait and see. We can't reveal anything yet. Time will tell. Uh, 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 will each faction get at least one Supreme Commander? You're going to have to wait and see. I wish we could tell you guys. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, uh, Pre-orders on... Oh, yes. Thank you. I forgot to put that in the show notes. Entirely unknown. Uh, they just today, uh, Games Workshop said the new box set will go up for pre-order on the 11th of July. So uh, if you want to get one from Frontline Gaming, you can do so. Free shipping in the continental United States. Discounted price. And we would really appreciate the business. It's a two-week pre-order, though, so it won't ship until the 25th. Um, we do anticipate running out of stock. So if you want to get one, we recommend putting your order in on the 11th yep. of July. Uh, Let me see. I hope the updates factions of the hologram. Uh, Are Reese. Magnus and Morty 
more viable with a 3CP reserve option? Or are they still expensive and just die after they come on? Well, no, the reserve rule makes a huge deal. Imagine being guaranteed to get um, Magnus and Morty uh, onto the table and then be able to get your psychic buffs. That is a huge change. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a big, 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 big difference. So, like, if you're like, oh, I'm going second against, you know. Tau. Yeah, Tau or Imperial Fist. You're like, well, he's going in reserves. Yep. So, yeah, that that makes them much more viable, I think. So, what would you think? I agree, yeah. And you play them. And you have a potential of making a charge or something when you come on, so. Yeah, especially with uh, some of the buffs that you have available to you. Couldn't you just take a Primark in the Auxiliary Detachment and pay the 3 CP, asks Origin Man. Um, I I believe so. I believe so. I believe they've... Yeah, if you want to pay the CP. Well, why would you do that? Yeah. I guess if you really want your Smash Captain to be in charge. Or a Knight or something, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, there's flexibility there. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. I guess I did say you have to. That's if you take the Supreme Command detachment. Yeah, um, exactly. You have to. So I was wrong in that. I apologize if I confuse anybody. Do you guys think they will revisit wounds for infantry models? My Death Shroud Terminators are two wounds. Blah, blah, blah. General Rot asks. Um, that's definitely a possibility. Yeah. And uh, you'll have to wait and see if they, um, if they adjust stats. I would guess that something like that would happen in a codex if it happens at all. Yeah. But you'll just have to wait and see. But that, that's a good question. Uh, how do you think the models that can target other models will affect cohesion rules, says Carmir? Like, can you force them out of... Um, Coherency? Does anything target specific models? I think Vindicare can. Or specific... I think psychic Maybe. powers. Maybe some psychic powers. Uh, I don't... I don't know. I mean, if, if you can, then yeah, it'll play a big part, but... We'll have to wait and see on that one. Honestly, Obviously, if that worked the way that you're describing, describing it, Carnier, that would be incredibly powerful. Yeah. But we'll have to wait and see on that. That that would be a bit OP, in my opinion, but we'll have to wait and see. All Again, right. you do the circle formation. Yeah. <laughs> if you do the clump formation, you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Uh, just coming back to 40K, last time I played it was 4th Ed. Ooh. Says 5150. 5150? Did you snowboard, sir? Because <laughs> I, he sounds like you're my age, and that was a fifty. Yeah, <laughs> fifty. <laughs> Still in my thirties. Thank you very much. I feel compelled to wait for ninth to release before painting my army. That's not a bad yeah. strategy. Yeah. I mean, because your army will change. I mean, if you pick an HQ and some troops to paint up, then you'll never go wrong. Probably safe. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, uh, welcome back. Fourth edition was a fun edition. Lots changed. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, Valerie New Blood have to be in charge. Oh, Death Jester, yeah. What? Yeah, the Death Jester can target a certain model. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, well, that that may change, or maybe it's just hyper powerful. We'll have yeah. to wait and see. Which would be cool. How many people think Death Jester is now? Yeah, and in the chat, they're talking about how Thousand Sun is going to be much different because they really rely. They they use the Supreme Command Detachment the way it was. Yeah. And you had a ton of sorcerers. Um, yeah, it's going to be different now. You'll need time to adjust to that for sure. Born in 76, 5150. Well, you are just a little bit older than me. And is that a snowboard reference? Dun, dun, Let me dun. know. I used to ride all the time back in back in the old days. Ooh. All right. So if you like the ITC, you like what it's about, you think it's been good for your hobby, consider supporting it financially through the ITC Patreon. You can do so for as little as a dollar a month. All the money goes back into the ITC to keep it rolling along because it is really expensive to uh, run it. We do it all out of pocket. With the support of our Patreons, too. Thank you so much. Yep. Uh, also, make sure to check out the rest of the Frontline Gaming Podcast Network. There's all kinds of good information. 
Check out the fine gentlemen over at the uh, Art of War. They have coaching service to help you prepare for your ninth edition. And as a teaser, we've been working on a promotion. So um, keep an eye out for that. Uh, there's going to be a, a great way to get coaching from the best players in the game to learn oh, with them, share their knowledge at a discounted price. Boom. Just throwing a little teaser out Save there. Save it. Little teaser. You'd be like Rocky from Rocky 2. Um, was that the one? That's, is that, is that which one? Is that when he fights? That's the rematch yeah, against Apollo. It's the snow training. No, no, that's Rocky Isn't it? 4 or 5. Or is it 4? Ah. 2 is the no. rematch against Apollo. Is it? Yeah. Mm. Chat's going to correct us. Yeah. Can't Wait remember. for it. Uh, I was born in the actual year 76. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Fair enough. Yes. Thank you. All right, thank you for that. His beard makes that. him look like it. Don Magnificent said, you two studs keep being awesome. You know Forrest what? Drago. Back uh, at you, yeah, baby. there you are. At five is when he fights Thunderlips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So who does he fight in Rocky. three? I think it's Apollo again. He fights him like again and again and again. I no, remember. I don't think so. No, that's no, four. That's four. Five is when he fights Thunderlips. That's the best. Sugarlips. No, it is Thunderlips. I can't remember what his name is. Yeah, was. it's great. Mr. T. Mr. T. Yeah. Apollo Creed was three. Yeah. There you go. So it's just like a real boxing match. Yep. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us. We hope you enjoyed episode 691 of the venerable Signals from the Frontline. If we were a oh. character in 40K, we'd be a venerable dreadnought. That's right. Because we've been doing this for so long. Thank you so much. Get hyped for ninth. Uh, make sure to get those uh, pre-orders in if you want to grab a new Terra Violet. Woo! Super cool FLG mat. Purple 25% world. 5% off. Make sure to say thanks, Mariana, for making the discount more than it normally is. <laughs> Until next week, happy gaming. Thanks for watching, and we will talk to you then.